Well, again, uh, today, November 1st, All Saints Day, and as it falls on the calendar, All Saints Sunday as well, when we remember and honor the saints who have gone before us, the saints who are now in the warm embrace of Jesus the Christ, the saints who are now in heaven, the saints among us. Now, you may have noticed, uh, there it is, um, my sermon title is Sinful Saints, which uh, at first blush, at least in the way our culture thinks about saints, uh, might sound oxymoronic, might sound like a contradiction. I mean, after all, are not the saints those practically perfect, pure of heart, wonderful, hardly ever do anything wrong to speak of types of people, right? Well, the saints can be wonderful, but remember that all the saints at one time were once sinners. Remember that all the saints at some point in time needed profound forgiveness. So we might, as, we might well call this day um, All Imperfect Saints Day or All Sinners Saints Day. There's an old hymn by uh, Charles Wesley called Come Sinners to the Gospel Feast. Isn't that a title? Come sinners to the gospel feast. First 10 years of my ministry, I picked out every hymn every Sunday. I ranged up and down and back and forth all over that hymnal. I'm pretty sure in 10 years, I never once put that one out there. It just seemed a little too accusatory to me, a little too in your face. I mean, if I just walked up to you and said, come sinner to the gospel feast, what would you say? I mean, think about it. Come sinners to the gospel feast. Let every soul of G be Jesus' guest. You need not be left behind. Wait a minute. Left behind? <laughs> Are you suggesting that maybe I'm going to be left behind? Mind your own house, preacher. Huh? Tend to your own business. Lumpkin, can you imagine that as our church motto, our church vision statement um, on the sign, big, huge, full-page ad in the Fredericksburg paper, come sinners to the gospel feast, Fredericksburg, United Methodist Church, 1800 North Lano. It would be interesting to see who came. <laughs> it might be even more interesting to see which church members don't come. But again, all saints start out as sinners. Come sinners. Come let God form you, shape you, mold you, teach you, inspire you, guide you into being a saint. Someone through whom blessing from God flows to others. Jesus and the Beatitudes, come you who mourn, come you who are meek, come who you who are spiritually hungry, starving, desperate for justice, persecuted, not sure what to do, considered least, last by the world, considered unworthy by those around you, come and be loved. 
come and be forgiven. Come and be cherished and redeemed and prized and reconciled and died for and set free. I've been thinking about the sinful saints. I think about that sinful saint Leonard that I knew years ago. Leonard was a Marine on Iwo Jima. And he fought his way into a cave and killed every enemy soldier in that cave and then got pinned down by enemy fire and he couldn't get back out and he ended up spending the night alone in that cave with all these dead soldiers that he had killed. And it messed with him. It messed with him for most of his adult life. That just no matter how you argue it, no matter what you say about duty and patriotism and an enemy that has invaded us and we have to protect ourselves, etc., 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 at the end of the day for Leonard, the book says, do not kill. And he killed. And he couldn't shake it. He came home. His wife had a miscarriage. He thought maybe that was his fault. His wife eventually left him. He didn't blame her. Why would God bless him with happiness after what he had done? So Leonard, he's in his 60s. He goes on a walk to Emmaus. And and in the, the miracle of that event, the Holy Spirit just washes over him like a beautiful, refreshing summer rain at the end of a long drought. And grace just flowed over Leonard. And he was so excited. He's in his 60s. He wants to go into the ministry. We sent him to school. We gave him a little church. He set that little church on fire like they hadn't been on fire since probably Prohibition. Okay? He wanted to be ordained when he was 71. The mandatory retirement age for Methodist pastors is 70. We didn't know what to do with him. How do you ordain somebody that's supposed to be retired? But all you could do with Leonard was just stay out of his way. Bless you, Leonard, you sinful saint who cared not to kill and yet cared not to shirk his duty to his country. Let the cross, let the grace flow over you and make you into an amazing channel of grace for others. The saints, the saints wrote the Bible, right? Psalm 34, I sought the Lord, I cried out, I looked to Him, He heard, He answered, He rescued sinful me. There's a beautiful song called Shifting Sand by Cademan's Call. I love that song. And, and the chorus is, My faith is like shifting sand changed by every wave. My faith is like shifting sand so I stand on grace at the end of the day it's not my great accomplishments it's not my superior intelligence or my good looks or my charm or anything else or not even my faith it is grace I stand on grace I think of that sinful Saint Elton Elton we were in a small town and Elton uh, 
uh, you know, kind of a scary demeanor if you didn't know him. He, he ran a big uh, business. He fired a lot of people to get that thing shaped up. People were scared of him. I was a little scared of him myself. Our parsonage, uh, the, the parsonage wasn't any further away than those stained glass windows from the church. And in between was a, a small but dead tree. And one day I got out there with a chainsaw and just started cutting down and cutting up that tree. And Elton pulls up in his pickup truck and he gets out and he walks over and he says I don't think I've ever seen a preacher behind a chainsaw before <laughs> and I said well my daddy taught me how to get behind a chainsaw long before I was a preacher and I don't really know what else to say and Elton says huh turns around walks off drives away and somehow I was okay after that. And Elton began to even let me into his heart. And one day we talked. And he had a big heart that was hard to see. He said, I can pray for anybody. He said, in fact, I pray for everybody except myself. I said, why don't you pray for yourself, Elton? He said, because I don't deserve it. So we talked for a while about how it, it wasn't about deserve. It was about being loved. And Elton was a rock for that church and a rock for me. God bless you, Elton, for the saint that you were to this day, to that church. Blessed are you, all you sinful saints. We celebrate you this day that you are now in heaven, that you are in that place of final healing, that ultimate and complete forgiveness, that lasting peace, that communion of saints, that fellowship of all the other sinful, forgiven saints who have gone before you, join together the party finally given, the fatted calf barbecued for every prodigal son and daughter that turned and went home expecting little and getting everything in return from the waiting father, a ring on your finger, new shoes on your feet. You once were lost, but now are found. You're free at last. Thank God Almighty, you are free at last. If you talk about saints in the modern context, a lot of people think of Mother Teresa as a contemporary Saint, and she was amazing, but she struggled with periods of spiritual dryness. She wrote in a letter to a friend, Where is my faith? Even deep down, there is nothing but emptiness and darkness. She struggled as all the saints struggle in one form or fashion. I ran across a quote according to James Langford, these doubts were typical and would not be an impediment to her being canonized. Well, of course not. We don't canonize perfect people. We canonize those people who knew in their heart of hearts that they needed forgiveness and redemption and freedom so that they could finally be the kind of person God needed them to be. Swing low, swing chariot. I'm sometimes up, I'm sometimes down. 
But still my soul feels heaven bound. So swing low, sweet chariot, come and take me home. And so who has been a sinful saint in your life? Who has been a game changer? Who has been a a channel of God's blessing to you that looking back you realize you couldn't live without? One last sinful saint. Francis was in uh, a church that I served many years ago. Francis was retired when I uh, met her and somewhat well-to-do. And it was kind of a thing back in the 50s and even to the 60s that well-to-do people, they would have this like ginormous living room and a bar, like a, a real bar in it, right? And Francis had one of those. And one day I was at her house and there's this little vial with a cork in it. And I said, Francis, what's in that vial? She said, the ashes of former lovers. I I didn't know what to say. (laughs) She renovated her house as a a widow lady uh, when she was in her 60s. And she had a a sunken bathtub. I mean, like flush with the floor. And it just scandalized all the contractors in town. And she had a running feud with her next door neighbor who was actually related to her by marriage. They just couldn't get along but Frances never met a pastor she couldn't love and she loved me and she loved especially my young wife and my little baby daughter and our house to this day has has a sprinkling of gifts scattered throughout it that she gave to us and she fiercely defended me and supported me And I don't know, I don't know what that church would have been like for me without Francis. I guess the thing to remember today is that we are not alone. We are surrounded by a dazzling cloud of witnesses that hover nearby the sinful saints from across the centuries who if we allow them can even still continue to inspire us, encourage us, teach us, bless us. We are not alone in a culture that seems eager to forget the past. The church remembers. We remember the great cloud of witnesses who over the centuries endured plagues, endured warfare, political strife, hello, persecution. Blessed are they. And blessed are we by their inspiration. And so rightly on this day, we pause, we remember, we give thanks. We quote the scriptures. I will extol the Lord at all times. His praise will always be on my lips. My soul will boast in the Lord. Let the afflicted hear and rejoice. Glorify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. Amen.